Trying to decide whether that new game is worth your $60? Or maybe you're just wondering if an old game is worth your time. Well, you came to the right place. This is the only podcast that tries to answer the question. Should I buy it, though? Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Should I Buy It, Though? I am Giancarlo Herrera, your naughty nautical narrative lover. TJ Berry. God of the Wind, Child of Maui. I'm Amanda James Thatch. And this week we are going to be reviewing the new oceanbound game, Windbound. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, presiding over the case of Windbound is the Honorable Captain Mad Dog Malachi. Uh, Mad Dog Malachi healed gentlemen of fortune. Living in them alike shall all bow before the great Captain Malachi. <laughs> and played by Nick Benatados. Who's that and what now? <laughs> <laughs> and to my right, my beautiful fair sea wench Fiona, the mermaid. Hello, you naughty sailors. I'm Fiona oh, the mermaid. God. Oh god! Oh god! She's so hairy. <laughs> I'm Fiona the Mermaid. Each and every day I go splish splashing through the ocean blue. And I, I heard about the new game Windbound, and I want to learn all about it so I could tell all my guppy friends back home. I thought mermaids had fish parts on the bottom. Why is it on the top? Yeah. I don't appreciate you commenting on my appearance. I'm a beautiful little woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. It's 2020. I should be better about this. I'm a beautiful lady. And uh, I'm ready to talk about some games. So, we've got here a game that looks a lot like a certain Zelda clone, uh, Windbound. Not a clone. Zelda, right? It look not Wind Waker. It looks like Wind Waker. Am I correct in that assumption? Uh, you are correct in the assumption. The assumption that it looks like Wind Waker. Um, but whatever the opposite of waking up is, is probably what this. Is. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, oh, <laughs> nice. Wow. I disagree, but, you know, um, it is very similar to Wind Waker, yeah. Or at least the sailing part. Not even the sailing part. You're on a boat. It's, that's about the, the similarities to Wind Waker. Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Um, I didn't know much about this game coming into it, and uh, Palazzo would basically just kept repeating that it looked like a Wind Waker uh, uh, successor, like spiritual successor type thing. Uh, and so I don't know what I was expecting, but I got something very different. This game, uh, to me, is more of a mix of, like, Minecraft with a roguelike game that just so happens to have, like, janky Sea of Thieves sailing mechanics. Not that Sea of Thieves mechanics are janky, but... It takes those mechanics, makes them janky, and then throws them into the game. See, I had the opposite. Not the opposite, but like my hopes were high, but I went in with zero expectations, yeah. as I try to do with most games. And I was, I was, let me tell you, I was really on board in the beginning. I uh, was happy to play. And then I continued playing, and I was no longer happy. <laughs> so, there's that. Bro, it's a fun game. You just gotta play it, like... Play, actually, I, I'm curious to see because I have been dying to hear your opinion on the game. So for those of you listening who don't know what this game is, essentially you play as this character. I think her name is Kara. Is that yeah. it? Yeah. 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 Okay. You have no way of knowing that. Um, but 
turns out, I guess her name is Kara. Yeah, that, um, that is weird. Is <laughs> the only human in this world, and so you are sailing between these islands, and the islands have different uh, wildlife and plants on them, and you can build boats and all of this, and so there are five chapters to the game, and the five chapters are exactly the same all the way through. It is you looking for these towers, you climb up to the tower, you find this little, like, magic shell, you find three of them, and then at the end of a chapter you sail to, like, the central hub, where using those three you unlock a, a passage, you open, you go into a little sailing section that leads you into the next chapter, you get a power-up, and then you do it again. And you literally do the same thing five times. But we, I'm sure we will get into that. TJ, I'm curious, what did you like about the game? It, it, like, it gave you a level of freedom because you didn't, like, you can go find the three towers to get through the level if you're trying to shoot mm -hmm. through it, yeah. Um, but the levels are vast, they're larger. You can go and customize and do whatever you want. Like, because I was doing it for the stream and because I was trying to get it done, I didn't experiment all the way through. But there are, like, other costumes you can get, other items. Like, I got a glider, which is cool, that I wish I had, like, earlier. You can go and collect items that I had to leave different places. You can build different boats to hold more things. Um, and, like, I enjoyed it. Like, I did fight the wind a couple of times. Not gonna lie. But, but uh, you learn how to navigate around it. And a lot of times, if you just go to the side... It helps you guide along. But, um, like, I had fun playing it. It took everything that I liked from Outer Wilds and took out the stuff that I hated. Like, the space and the 22 minutes to explore and stuff. And, like, if you actually go around to the different islands, you actually learn more about the story. And it has different parts that you can adventure. Like, earlier today, I went through a graveyard. And it was just, like, every time I walked past something, it was just, like, yeah. people shouting out, like, their families and stuff. And I was like, okay. I, I found a couple of those. But uh, what TJ is referring to is that on certain islands, when you enter certain areas, you'll get a little bit of flavor text that just like, just pops up on the screen. Like, it's just like this. And it's kind of... The whole game is, like, generically cryptic, you know? Yeah. And like, I in mean, not story. even just, like... Like, sometimes it does just randomly pop up, but there are times where literally you walk past and thing, and it's like reading it for you. Like, you can go back and you can reread it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a question. When I'm uh, swimming through the vast ocean blue, the great blue seas with my guppy friends... God, uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry, just, like... So what species of fish are you? Like I, I'm a mermaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, I see I think I see the human half, but like what is that other thing? Fish. Holy mackerel, because there that is a holy sight to be seen, my friends. Uh, <laughs> oh Malachi, uh, you you're too nice to me. Definitely a sight to see. X marks her uh, chest because I be digging it. Okay. Uh, okay. Hey, uh, uh holy mackerel, what uh, what was your question? <laughs> That Malachi, he's a real cutie. Just please ask uh, your question. Yeah, I feel a little uncomfortable. So, all oh, right, we're reviewing a game, so <laughs> not here, darling. Right. What was your question, Later. Fiona? My question for uh, my my new friends: uh, Whenever I'm swimming and I I jump out for air, uh, my top half it needs it needs oxygen. Sometimes I I feel the the rushing wind on my body. And uh, they remind me about this game because the wind is a big part of it. So I, I want to know how, how does the wind mechanic work in a game such as this? I'm going to take this one. I'm going to take it. Now, all right, listen up real quick. For a game called Windbound, 
my expectation, although I went in with none, was that the wind will help guide you to wherever it is you need to go. Sure, sure. Maybe it won't, not all the time. It's not going to hold your hand. But, you know, it's not going to also, like, hinder you from, like, your main goal, except for me, at least, my gaming experience, that's exactly what it did. Every single chapter, from the moment, from the moment you get out of the little, you go go through the portal and you're into the next chapter, the wind said, hey, 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 fuck Amanda. you. And Amanda. what? Have you ever looked it up? The definition of windbound? I guess not. Is it not what I think it, it says is? says windbound. Adjective. Of a sailing ship. Unable to sail because of extreme or contrary winds. Arr. The game is against you using the wind to get to these islands because they don't want you Are to. Are you kidding me? No. Looks like the game showed its hand before you even played the cards. The game did I... what it was supposed to do. That's even more infuriating. Big yikes. Why did I buy the <laughs> The whole point was you to go to different islands, not just the ones that were there. The thing is, is that I was having such little fun that I didn't even want to explore. I didn't want to. I was having such a hard time that I didn't want to go to the other islands. All right. I actually, I would like to jump in on this real quick for a second. Uh, go your, ahead. Your honorable captain, uh, Lord Malachi, and your sliminess, if I may, uh, can I take a moment to discuss the, the two different difficulty settings? I give ye the floor. The poop dick. Gross. I don't know who Slimy is. I'm Fiona, but I give you permission on behalf of Slimy. Thank you. Thank you, Fiona. Um, so, the game has two difficulty settings. Survivalist and Storyteller, I think. Storyteller? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. Okay. Survivalist is technically the default mode. It's the one that the game tells you it recommends. And Storyteller, I think I'm the only one that played on Survivalist, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then Storyteller is the quote-unquote easy mode. So, here, here's the big difference. The thing you need to, you need to know. With uh, survivalist, combat is a little bit more difficult. And anytime you die, you go all the way back to the beginning of the game. Storyteller, when you die, you go back to your last save, like in any other game. And combat's a little bit easier. So, as someone who played on survivalist, I died a total of three times. I died twice within my first, like, hour of the game, just because I didn't know what was going on. Like, I starved to death once, which... Don't even get me started on that stamina mechanic. But, yeah, there's a stamina mechanic that runs out way too fast, like in Breath of the Wild, but it's way harder to upgrade. Anyways, and then, so I died two times kind of figuring out what the game was. And then I died once about halfway into Chapter 2. And after that happened, and I had to go all the way back to the very beginning, I said, never again. And mark <laughs> my words, I never died again. Because, you know, the way the game... And I was I was curious. I wanted to play on Survivalist because it's what they recommended. So I was like, clearly, the devs are trying to add something by putting this mode in. Like, they think there's something special about the permadeath mode. But the problem is that, like, the reason I felt so motivated to do whatever I was doing in the game was because the game was threatening me with having to play the game some more. <laughs> Because the gameplay is the same all the way around. The only thing you keep in Survivalist when you die is, like, 
your immediate inventory. So I think it's like four or five items, whatever. And like the blessings. So the power-ups that you get. And so theoretically, it should get easier, you know, if you die a bunch of times and you manage to unlock some blessings and like whatever, you have some cool stuff in your inventory. It, it should theoretically be easier. But the problem is that all five chap chapters are the exact same gameplay. And so if you're in storyteller mode and you're chilling, then you know what? Maybe you'll feel a little more inclined to explore. But playing on the recommended setting, the gameplay discourages exploration. Because if you make any mistakes, and like in this game, you can die really freaking fast. And, if, and so the problem is that like whenever I, I got into combat, my inclination was just to run away from it. It was like, if I don't need to engage with you, which, fun tip, you don't need to fight anyone in the game. I, if I don't need to engage with you, I'm going to run. What I would do every single chapter, because at the end of each chapter, your health and your stamina are replenished. The first island I got to, I would hunt one animal. I would make one fire, and I would cook some food in case I got into a dire, dire, dire situation. But other than that, I was basically going... Tower, 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 right to the end so that I could replenish my health immediately. So you missed out on most of the game. But the few times I tried to stray from that, it just, like, it didn't reward me. You know, I, like, the two times I built, because the, the fun of this game that I could see people having is, like, building the boats, right? The two times I built a better boat, they were broken within five minutes. So most of the game I played with the starting grass canoe and I just paddled. And that was more durable for some reason. I, I had more control. It was slow as hell, which was punishing. But, like, it just wasn't worth the... Because resources were so precious to me because of the threat of death that, like, wasting them on a boat just to, like, see if it's fun was not alluring to me because I would have to go back and replay the previous, you know, four hours of gameplay. So it just wasn't worth it because the gameplay wasn't engaging. Like, the world was not full enough. And it, it sucks because... I'm being passionate about it now, like I'm telling you guys, but but honestly, Amanda's probably more passionate about it than I am. Ultimately, and I, I hate to give away my hand real like so quick, but I think you guys kind of get a feel for what my experience was. My like my big note was that the game is really generic, and ultimately the game is nothing. Like that's the best I can give you for the game. Like there's really and there's all there's basically only one song. For all the slow sailing that you're doing, you're listening to the same song. Me, who I, I did not die really, like, very much at all. My gameplay was eight hours. So that's rather short. But that's eight hours of one song on loop. Like, I was listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos in the background uh, because it was the only way to, like, keep my brain engaged on something most of the time. Hey, everyone. It's just me with another super quick message. First of all, we want to give another big thank you to all of our founding parents for supporting the show. This includes Adriana Larcón, Juan Sorrilla, Will Williams, Anne Baird, Giovanni Sorrilla, Andrea Jimenez Neste, Claudia Acosta, Marshy A., Jerry Benetados, Katrina Scott, Carolina Riverol, Alejandro Larcón, Alexia Wild, Giovanni Neste, Daniel Utset, and Zenobia Ash. Thank you all so much for your support of the show. If you're wondering how you can support the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon, where our members get access to exclusive content like our 24-hour impressions of new releases. And by listener requests, we've set up a Ko-fi, 
where you can make a one-time small donation for the price of a cup of coffee to help support the show. We understand that times are tight, and if you can't support us like that, please just consider writing a review for the show in the podcast app of your choice and sharing with your friends. And if you're enjoying Should I Buy It, though, please consider checking out our other show, Dungeons & Drimbus. If you like this show, we really think you'll like that show too. And that show just released a very special one-episode run of a Fall Guys-themed Dungeons & Dragons campaign. So go check out Dungeons & Drimbus. Lastly, for any of you who may have been enjoying our live streams, we are now streaming on Twitch. So, go check out twitch.tv slash whimsicproductions and give us a follow. Thank you all so much for listening. I'll let you get back to the episode. I will. I agree that the gameplay is extremely tedious and it's exhausting to a certain point. Look, I'll give. I'll TJ. I will give you the name Windbound. Look, I'm gonna be real, guys. <laughs> I clearly like that was my bad, but that makes me even more upset. I will say I. I loved. <laughs> the only thing I really liked about the game was like the crafting, which I. I had fun making new things and finding some things. Mm-hmm. But then there was the point that since I was having such a hard time traveling and getting through these rocky waters i just i'm like look i'm gonna hit the points that i know i need to hit and i'm gonna get out because i'm just not i wasn't having fun and i get that like if you're having troubles venturing around it's gonna be hard to grab items i will say through each chapter it did get harder did it yeah because the the enemies changed the like areas started killing you literally in the like once I got the one chapter, I was walking around. I'm like, oh, there's poison here. I'm hitting bugs. Oh, there's yeah, like a yeah, sand right, monster right. here. Yeah, um, the like, swamp, right? Yeah, things I wanted to build early on. I'm like, oh, I can't build this because I don't know where this creature is because they didn't exist yet. And yeah. then like you go on and you're like, oh, I can go get this. But you also see then like when, when you find a big monster in survivalist mode at the start of a chapter, like, you know, it's then like, oh, I don't know if that thing's going to one shot me or if I have like a fair chance of fighting it. So, like, on the recommended experience, like, I don't need to kill it for any reason. So, why yeah. am I going to kill it, you know? I mean, it, again, it's survivalist. So, it's just like Zelda where it's just like you can w- randomly walk into an enemy that you were not meant to fight yet. Yeah. But yeah. you can just mm. be like, well, let me go fight it anyway and test yeah. it out. Survivalist is a lot more like checking it out in the beginning. And then, like, later on, once you can get, like, a ranged weapon, you're just like, all right, well, now I can play it safe like I can, like a survivalist. As opposed to, I have a pointy stick, let me go stab the big thing and see what it does. Mm -hmm. I will say that is, uh, uh, if that's what they were shooting for, they definitely accomplished the goal of making me feel like I was in that scenario. Because in real life, if I were in that world, like, my thing would be keep your head down and do whatever it takes to survive and get out of here. And that's what I did. I I will say, like, because we, you know, the stamina bar that runs out too fast... I yeah. never sprinted in my gameplay. I Not can't believe once. that. I, yeah. I, I sprinted walk. the whole time. I sprinted I the sprint whole time, it, John. You would need to eat more often to replenish it. So I was like, slow and steady. I will stay alive longer. It's going to be slower, but I'm going to walk there. And that way I don't need to worry about eating. And ultimately, I will get to my objective faster. Because yeah. I like, I think I ran out of food like once in chapter one. And then like I was good. Like I was upset that the stamina runs out because she... She legitimately gets tired and like airs, like aired out. Yeah. But other than that, like food is easy to replenish. Um, like you can just kill small things and like you get the meat or you can just, they always give you like berries somewhere or like mushrooms. Like I was almost never hungry. I was always eating stuff. And then like it, literally if you, because you guys, because one, you were scared. So you're running through it to the, trying to get to the finish line. And because yeah. she didn't like traveling, 
you missed out on like the areas where they were literally like, here, here's more health. Here's more stamina. No, I found those. I found the blessings. Yeah. I got I got more stamina. The little gold things and the red things. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got upgrades. Yeah. yeah. But look, let me tell. Uh, look, the animals in the game. That's not no. What you need to worry about is your hunger and your stamina. Those are yeah. your two biggest enemies in this yeah. game. Nothing else. Maybe the waters, but other than that. Hey, hey, listen. I was halfway through chapter four. I was halfway through chapter four sailing. I had just made my bamboo canoe, which is like the upgraded one. I put the sail on it. I put a little storage thing. I was like, you know what? Fine. Let's give it a shot. Let's go with the upgrades. I had just sailed off of an island. A shark came out of nowhere and destroyed my boat in a single hit. That's because the sharks are OP. Yeah. And you have to understand that if that happens to you and you're out in open water, she will run out of stamina in like maybe yeah. 30 seconds She's and then die. immediately start dying. So you have a minute to get safe. I thought it was game over. And I was like, after this, I'm, you know, like whatever. Luckily, I made it to a little piece of coral and I was able to stand on it and build another boat and sail back to an island and like hunt and recover my health and do that and then head out, which like tense moment. But for like the wrong reasons, it was because I was like, no, I need to play the game again. I was going to say, um, I ran into sharks too. Um, one of them did um, mess up my boat and like completely annihilate it. Actually, did no, I think I just ran into a rock and broke it. Um, but another time, like, literally, it would get damaged. And because I was on the grass when it had materials, I would literally take off the sailing mechanic and go, let me heal my boat real quick, and then go right back to sailing. I saw you do that, and I was very impressed. I'm like, wow, that's... Wow. I enjoyed actually watching you play it more than I actually experienced Thanks. playing it myself. Which, I that makes me very, very sad. But happy <laughs> for you. Well. <laughs> I was excited because I love Zelda games. So like, I've never played a Zelda games. I haven't. I haven't either. I enjoy survival games. I really do, and I liked the idea of Windbound because they seem to tie in a a, a, st a yes story to the mm -hmm. game. Potentially, that's what I again zero expectations, but that is what I expected. And um, I the story was for me like it was kind of story story was definitely lacking because it was left to interpretation. It. Really is details are left to interpretation but the broad strokes of it like if you look at it and again like i'm not mad at it but i'm just saying that like it's a I, very kind of I'm generic like grand story in the theme that it's trying to tell i won't give anything away because yeah. you literally get like one chapter of it each chapter it's it, they're painted on murals and that's really all you get so yeah it is wonderful that it's left up to interpretation i guess but like it's not like i was like oh what's the deep hidden message like it was just like a Dude, big I, generic I, story. I couldn't even tell you. I truly couldn't even tell you. Because I looked at those murals for a good while. And I'm like, wow. I must be just like... I must just be like an idiot, dude. Like, I just... I'm not... Like, I, I, I don't know. That's why I was cool. Because like, you could see the mural. And then you go and you see like the interpretation of it. And then when you hit certain islands. And you just see like the flavor text pop up. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, I was right. Like, this is, this is kind of cool. See? I didn't have that experience, oh, and that no. sounds actually really pleasant. <laughs> I had the moments, but I didn't have that experience. I was just like, yeah. okay, cool. The, I didn't care enough also about the story. I didn't care enough. I wasn't having enough fun in the game to care about the story. Also, apparently, like, all of the islands are randomly... Like, I, I guess the one I found that out, uh, chapter one, because every time, like, I died, like, two, three times in chapter one, just getting another game, and every time it would respawn... And I'm on a different island, and it's a different setup. So I think all yeah. the items are, are randomly generated. So your experience is never the same. I thought that, 
but then as I played the game more, I, I don't know why I started to doubt it. And as I saw other people play it, maybe the placement of the islands is random or maybe your spawn might be random. But I have a feeling the some of the islands are predetermined and then just uh, maybe like the the mob encounters. I mean, I'm sure it has like a like a set cycle of where the islands are. And it just like when you load in it. Like, it's like, all right, these are where the islands are. I mean, if you can get really into the crafting, like, and that's why if you look at my 24-hour impressions, like, I said it looks, you know, I, I kind of gave how I felt, but I was like, you know, there's a certain subset of people that I think yeah. would really love this game. If you can get into the crafting, it'd be sweet because, like, I didn't even get to dig into everything, but you can get, like, helmets and, like, you can make everything. You can start with wood to get to bone. You can start making metal stuff. Like, it's nuts. The yeah. crafting was the most fun part for me. I will say it really was that I, I really had fun with that. Just to clarify for them listening, what exactly is required to complete a level of Windbound? Since it is a roguelike after all. Oh, this is true. Uh, so the plot of the game, basically, quote unquote plot is um, there are because <laughs> <laughs> like it's hard. So there are towers um, and through these towers, what happens is you climb the tower as your character. Um, she's like a magic shell. You touch this rock um, the shell absorbs some of the energy and it lights up a pillar. Um, and you need three of the pillar lights to light up this like giant shell magic thing in order to go to the next level. And like once you do that, you learn a little bit of like it gives you some flavor text about like a little bit of the story. Um, sometimes it lights up where one of the other towers are. I can go find that as well. So you're lighting up a tower. You light up a tower three times, and then you sail through a little like it, the best way I could kind of I, I could kind of give you a feeling is like like the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disney. It's like you're going through the water, and there's things that are happening, but like really, it's just a little path, and then you like you're done. Um, Yo, you're giving this game way too much credit. That ride is fire. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Sure, but yeah, um, especially in the early chapters, there's usually really not much of anything. I will say you catch some really fun gnarly waves in that little crossing. Uh, that was when the sailing felt the most fun, when you would get on a big wave and you'd pick up speed on the way down. That felt really cool, but it wasn't even the real gameplay part of the game. It was in those little contained sections. So like, it, it was wasn't so weird. a lot. Yeah. And then whatever. So you do that and then you do that five times for each chapter. It's literally the same goal for every single chapter. I'm not yeah. too familiar with what a Disney is. But the Pirates of the Caribbean are quite frightening. I try to stay away from those waters because they're rude to me and my other merfolk friends. I mean, hey, I saw what some of your people did to them in that in one of those movies. It was kind of rough. So, Fiona, is your dad also King Triton or? <laughs> my father is indeed a king. He wields a Triton, but his name is Greg. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. By a Triton, do you just mean like a fork or like a full-on Triton? It's like a really, really, really big fork. Hey, you know that's that's that that can be cool. Right. <clears throat> <laughs> so this might just be the symptom of a roguelike, because I haven't played too many myself. But uh, I, you said something about uh, procedurally conjured levels being somewhat generic and boring. So perhaps maybe in its own DNA, the fact that it is procedurally conjured, that it has so many constants and variables that ultimately there's not much variety at all even though it advertises that it is yeah that could very well be it and i think you know it's it's probably an interesting concept but in execution it's just the world is too big and your 
your movement is too slow and unsatisfying. You know, because in a roguelike, like something like, even though I haven't necessarily played Dead Cells, but a lot of times in a game like Dead Cells or something like that, the allure is that it's all procedurally generated, but you, you have swift movement. It feels fluid. You're getting through combat quick. It's You get a flow. This game is very, very slow, especially if you're playing on Survivalist, where every time you die, you get set back. You have to go gather materials. You have to craft your boat. You have to get sailing. You have to get to the first island. You have to get food. You have to make your weapons. You have to, you know, with some variations based on, you know, what's in your essential inventory or what blessings you have, that sort of thing. But overall, like... Are you unable to save in Survivalist? Because I know, I know, like, you die, but, like, I don't know if you couldn't save or not. Oh, no, no, no. I, I think I think you can save. I'm pretty sure you can so, save. So, like, That's you fun. couldn't just hard reset? Huh? If you die, could you just load up the same save? I, maybe if you shut off the program fast enough, maybe. <laughs> but, I mean, that's such a weird workaround that at that point, like, just play Storyteller. Especially right. because you can change your game mode at any moment. Yeah. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to out myself here real quick. When I got hit by that shark in the middle of chapter four, I was missing one of the three. I was like almost done. I changed that thing to storyteller. The when I the moment I saw my health start depleting, I was like, no! I changed it to storyteller. I got to the coral without dying, and then I was like, okay, okay, that was a moment of weakness. Let's put it back on survivalist. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you have that option at any point in time. Like I don't even blame you. I realize now in hindsight, I, I would have been screwed either way because I had never saved. So, so what, I've, <laughs> what I'm hearing is the game should have recommended story and then survivalist is for people who want to challenge. Yeah, probably. I mean... I mean, I will say, like, you, you can probably, by dying over and over, because you do get to save the, like, the mystic points that you spend on upgrades. So you can probably get better upgrades over probably. the course of, like having to do the crossings over and over and getting the upgrades at the end of it maybe but like i don't think that's a big enough draw for what it is you know so one of my new sailor friends here mentioned music earlier and as a fine songstress myself i'm a big fan of music could you Therefore, give us a siren song oh absolutely one moment please <clears throat> Uh, this is beautiful. You play that. <laughs> you play that one note beautifully. Thank you. <laughs> a tear rolls down my eye. I'm so captivated by the song. It draws in many a sailor. Anyway, <laughs> Malachi, put your pants back on. Oh, oh, oh. when did that happen? Anyway, I will say the music is nice. Uh, it's pretty calm, um, but you do hear a lot the same. Like, if you're sailing on the water, it's pretty much the same unless you're in a storm and then it gets dangerous. Or yeah. if you run into an enemy, it's dangerous on sea. When you go to different islands, it changes. Um, but even then, they cycle, like, the same three songs. So the more variety would have been nice. I agree. I agree. I agree with that. I will say at the very beginning with the music, I was like, wow, this is, like, this is soothing. I can totally get into this or whatever. And then uh, once I got to like chapter three and the struggling really started, I felt like the music was patronizing me because it's like <laughs> it takes a second. It, I swear to God, it takes a second for the music to like kick in once you start sailing. So you're sailing. It's like 30 seconds. And then you get like this softish, pretty music in the back. And I'm just like, you shut up right now. I'm doing my best. And it was just Ouch. that's how I felt. <laughs> that's how I felt personally. But besides that, it was yeah, it's pretty nice music. But yeah, variety would have been antagonized by the wind. For really, yeah, like that was 
was being really mean. I don't. Ugh. I just if I knew ahead of time, I wouldn't have been. I I'm still gonna be upset though. Whatever, whatever. They're Forget there, it. They're there, last. They're there. Shut up. So in a video game where the wind is the biggest draw, it was actually the most annoying element. Yes. Well, yes. See, I have a friend back home, a merman right. named Deal Nuckman, who says okay. that that's called a subversion of expectations. <laughs> well, you can tell your merman friend to shove it. Oh, she's mad. Uh, the art design looks a lot like another video game called Breath of the Wild. I think Breath of the Wild looks better. Yes. The art direction for this game is good. They have they have cool concepts. They have cool designs. They have a, a really wonderful color palette. But the execution of it is really janky. I like I in the opening like thirty minutes of the game, I was looking at it and I was like, I can't tell if this game is really pretty or really crappy. I was really confused, and I think the reason I was confused is because it varies from element to element. Some elements yeah. look great. Like sometimes you look at the water, and I'm like, wow, that that's some nice water. And then other times you look at like a simple like item model and it looks like hot garbage. Yeah, I did feel like I was playing a Switch game. Yeah. TJ, I thought it was uh I thought it was a bug in my game, but I watched you play the finale today and in the finale there's a scene uh and you see like varying levels of water, but it oh, literally yeah. looks like two divided rectangles of different shades of blue. And yeah. that's it. Like it doesn't look like yeah. water. It just looks like a backdrop. It's yeah, it just it's weird because it it varies between good and bad, and ultimately it, it varies enough that I would, if I had to say, it's probably bad. I feel like this is also this is one of those things though where um that might just be the capabilities of Unity, because like we like mm-hmm. like whenever we like talk about this, it's usually a game made by Unity. Fair. Not saying that Unity is not like a great system to make games but a lot of times when we're running into like these problems with shaders and colors and all that stuff it's usually a game made by unity yeah well regardless that's what it looks like that's what you'll get if you buy the game but again i do think the art direction was actually good i have another question i have another answer whenever i'm swimming in the ocean blue going splish splash with my guppy friends i sometimes get really tuckered out and I have to go take a nappy nap in a clam shell at home and pamper myself until I'm I'm back up to speed, ready to go back out and sail the ocean blue, going splish splash with my guppy friends. Did this video game make you feel like stamina should not be a thing in video games? Yes. Um, I think for survival it works. I just don't think you yes. should have stamina to run. I think like the food meter was great, but having her act like legitimately not be able to. Well, I think that's kind of cool too, because like when she was hungry, she just couldn't run as long. But like I don't know, it was weird. They need to. They it's just need pretty, to slow like, that down. It's a good idea, yeah. but I, I think it was just it was too intense. It was yeah. it was too taxing. Because even with the blessing that I have to lower stamina, it still took a lot of stamina. Yeah. Like, if you want a hardcore challenge, like, sure, I can see how that might be a draw, but if you want a hardcore challenge, you're probably not playing Widdenbound necessarily. Like, hey, listen, the hunger in Daisy is punishing. You That game is a walking simulator and you look for beans. Like, go go play that. But, like, Windbound, I kind of, I wanted more freedom. I wanted that Breath of the Wild feel, and I felt like I had chains on me because of some of these mechanics. There is stamina in Breath of the Wild. The one time my human friend let me play that game. 
I and I agree. I think Breath of the Wild stamina is very annoying early on, but there is a clear and uh, attainable path to upgrading it so that it's not as much of an issue. In this game, it's it's a little less clear, and even you know even if you do upgrade, I still don't think it gets to like a crazy level. You know, it was it was just like a nice extra buffer where I felt more secure, but not like, and I, I don't know. I I never felt like I had. As in survivalist mode, I never felt like I had that freedom that you eventually get when you upgrade, like in Breath of the Wild. Also, the upgrades varied because when I was watching your stream, TJ, um, the yeah. upgrades you were offered at like the beginning, I was like, I didn't get those were not offered to me. Mm -hmm. Those were not an yeah, option. Yeah, those might be random. Because it was like poison yeah, and I was like, like yeah, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm like, at least, I don't know. I don't know if you guys saw that too, but I thought that was... Yeah an interesting choice. I, I think that is a factor of the survivalist mechanism because you're probably mm. expected to go through those crossings many many times and see many different upgrade options interesting oh yeah because if you die then you'll go back or a lot of times you'll probably want to die to go back they're cool upgrades but the gameplay just still wasn't fun enough to like encourage anything for me i think it's fun enough I'm not gonna lie though, I wouldn't play that on survival. Like I will not play that on survival. But mm -mm. I'll go uh, back into that straight up, I will say this right now. I don't recommend anyone plays it on survival. If you if you if this game sounds appealing to you, you will have more fun on storyteller mode. One hundred percent. And even then. Even though it's a survival game. Yeah. Well are we ready to decide if it walks the plank? If it pleases your captainship. And your fishiness. Cabin. It's your ship. Alright. In the case of Windbound, how do you vote? Okay, mine is pretty simple. Uh, I didn't really have any crazy expectations coming into the game, but I was looking forward to it. I was hoping to have fun. Um, and ultimately, while this game didn't piss me off, um, there it just it was just so bland, like it was nothing. Um, it did kind of waste my time a little bit, uh, but it was just so inoffensive that I almost feel like it's worse. Like, I, I feel like at least if a game pisses you off, it did something. This game just did nothing for me. I finished it and I was like, okay, that was eight hours of my life. Goodbye. Um, so yeah, I'll, it definitely do not buy. Uh, you should not buy it though. Take a step towards the plank, you game. <laughs> if you're looking for a story, um, or straight up like, this is our point A, this is our point B, narrative story, you're not gonna get that here. But if you're looking to go around um, to a pseudo open world sandbox it, it's kind of weird they try it it's pretty fun you can go you can craft um the sailing part is like okay um i'm probably gonna go back and try to build bigger ships and get the different items just to see what i can accomplish so i'm gonna say you should buy it um especially at that price um it's something that you can do and it's something that as long as you're not on survival mode you can just like go in you can play a little bit you don't have to worry too much about like oh i haven't progressed in the story in a while and you can actually just like go and get what you're trying to do so i say go and buy it excuse me i have a question uh you keep using the term bucks what is the conversion rate of bucks to seashells about uh it's about three scales oh that's too many scales uh fuck that noise do not buy this game well you're not voting <laughs> oh i wouldn't waste my seashells on it that man vouches for that game so i can't tell it to walk any further uh -oh. Unless, unless the lass has an opinion that sways the jury. <laughs> I have an opinion. I I will say that both 
Giancarlo and TJ make excellent points because to an extent, I do agree with TJ. I think if you're into the exploration and you're into the crafting, which I do highly recommend because watching TJ get to explore was way more fun and I he got to do it way more than I did because again, I just, I struggled to the point where I just wasn't having fun and I did, I tried the zigzags. I tried to work with that sail to the point where I said, forget this, I'm building another boat. I'm dropping the sail. I'm going to row. And then I got the sail again eventually, and I hated my life once again. So, yes and no. I think, I don't think you should buy this game. I do not think you should buy this game. I think you can just watch someone play the game and you'll be fine. I don't, I think there's next to no plot, to be perfectly honest. I did, the gameplay was just extremely tedious. It's repetitive as hell. The objectives are, it's the same thing every single time. I don't think it's worth it. The crafting is cool, but it's not really necessary. If you want to get the game just to craft and just to explore, go for it. If not, nah, dude, there's, there's really no point to it. I was personally let down a bit, but that's me. I will say I learned what windbound means, so that's, that's cool. You heard her, you cowardly game. Quaking in your booties, are ye? Walk the plank. Splash. Sleeping with the guppies. In the case of Windbound, ye shall not buy. Sail far away, away I say, avast ye, and look out. Look out, cause there she blows, one of the worst Zelda clones ye ever seen. <laughs> But you know, she's so bad that I just want to comment on something Amanda said. TJ, I love you, buddy. I watched all your streams all the way through. I watched them for you. Don't even bother watching anyone play the game. Go watch someone play something good, like please. Uh, It's just a freaking snooze fest. I'm sorry. I just had to sit like, yeah. Oh God. Dang, dude. Man, I liked your stream, but I liked it for you, not for the game. Like, go watch TJ play something (laughs) else. Like. Right. Just watch me play I, anything. Dude, bro. I just well, just follow us on Twitch, dude. We have a Twitch now. Yeah, twitch.tv slash whimsic productions. Go give us a follow. So Fiona, is there a Mr. Fiona? Uh... Oh my god. Alright, well... that's been it for Should I Buy It though. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll talk at you next week. I'm gonna I'm gonna sing this game a goodbye song. You know <laughs> Oh my god. Uh... End it. Kill it with fire. Kill it with fire. Kill it with fire. Goodbye, guys. Please just say it. Please just say it. Bye. Goodbye. 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 Oh, God. That was unsettling. (laughs) (laughs) It was the goodbye.